2: And welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley boys of What Culture. Michael Hamper and Michael Sudwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday in Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT 2. Point oh, <laughs> AW Dynamite, AW Rampage pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Cedric and Hamlet, let's look ahead to Raw tonight. Sige, unfortunately, you missed Monday Night Raw last week, and uh, oh, what a show you missed! But anyway, people are wondering where you've been for the last week. Tell them, I have been adding
3: the final touches to a monumental undertaking a book entitled Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW, which you can pre-order right friggin' now at whatculture.bigcartel.com. That is Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW, a 120,000-word exploration of why it came to be, how it came to compete, how good it is, the missteps taken, all driven by a analysis of the creative side of things obviously the business side is there as well but frankly i'm not as good as dave Meltzer is analyzing the business and rating trends frankly i think i'm peerless at talking about the creative in this company so that is the approach i've taken once again whatculture.bigcartel.com for you know a promotion that's worth talking about and not this bollocks
2: <laughs> yes watch there as well you can order the uh revamped version of the 505 wrestling matches you need to see before you down now 606 and if you want to you can also order the sidgwick bundle which is the aw book and his previous book development hell all about nxt but be honest Sidg, whilst you know writing about is nice and all that this is where you've read
3: <laughs> you are
2: this is what you've been really looking forward to getting back to, isn't it? Money in a row.
3: Mm, Not really because I didn't uh, do my job realistically. I haven't caught up on the events of last week. Oh, will I get lost? It's not, like missing, <laughs> it's not like missing an episode of a good TV program. I'm sure I'll catch you up. I'm sure they'll catch me up within minutes of the show opening. Um, all I know is that uh, Seth freaking Rollins is your number one contender which means that we are going through the fact that um, rolls three hours, we are going to add between three to five additional minutes of his already horrendously overlong promos. So I look forward to that.
4: It's we yeah. were talking last week, Cedric. It's funny you mentioned about not watching like last week's and wondering how you'll ever keep up. They were billing last week's as the uh, season premiere. And we suggested that, imagine telling somebody they've got to binge watch the last however many seasons of Raw there's been, as if this is all just like, as if it's has just been broken up into like 20 odd seasons where it's like, well, if you're not going to start with season one of the Manhattan Centre, what's the point? it all not makes sense otherwise. <laughs>
2: Uh, And in case you missed it, there was also the raw rebound on SmackDown because they just didn't have enough stuff on there or they just couldn't be asked because it was on FS1 this week. Uh, But yes. Roman
3: Reigns entrance did this, so they needed like
2: eight eight
3: minutes, not including what
2: he actually did. Fresh, fresh off the back of a definitive loss at Crown Jewel. Seth Rollins is now your number one (laughs) contender Uh, as much as, you know, the losses clearly don't matter in this company, Sid. I do think the dynamic between Big E and Seth could make for an interesting feud. What do you think?
3: Not really. I think there'll be a very good match tacked on the end of a lot of overlong scripted bollocks. Mm -hmm. I've got no doubt about that whatsoever, but that's the WWE story in a nutshell. Terrible creative with absolutely rotten scripting is all preamble to a match that'll be really good. That's what I expect here. Or alternatively, three matches, all of which range from good to very good in quality. The first two don't have a finish. And the third one, by the time you get the finish, you don't care about the goddamn finish because you just want Seth Rollins to shut his mouth.
2: Hamlet, do you reckon they're going to put this title match on Survivor Series then? Have you settled on a decision for that or Hoyt on telly?
4: I still don't know. If there's one thing I'm really looking forward to this month, it's watching a pay-per-view match where a guy rebounded from a big defeat to climb a ladder and get a title shot. Um, but it's not in WWE, is it? What <laughs> the hell? Um, like, this could theoretically be a Survivor Series title match. But I say that almost being critical of the Survivor Series at this point. Um, we know it's a big four because we've watched enough of them. And they still theoretically put stock into it, by the way, in which they book big buildings, I guess. And they try and big it up. But even Vincent Mann himself has tried to put a bullet in this pay-per-view once before. So it's I'm feeling pleated.
3: increasing.
4: Yeah. like
3: people
4: the, the Raw versus SmackDown stuff, they will persist in doing, despite the fact that they never make any effort to tell any stories about it. It's just wear this red shirt, wear this blue shirt, even if you've only just arrived on the show. So, yes, is my long-winded answer to that. It could go on the show. But I don't say, like, I don't hold that in any prestige, if that makes sense. Mm. specific point about the, oh, well, they might just have three matches, the first two don't get a finish, and then you build to a match like where you actually, the only build they've got is, what was that one, what was that main event they used that time? It was Bray and Seth, wasn't it? Where it was like, the billing basically said, and there definitely will be a finish, we promise, <laughs> because it's it's screwed us on the hell in the cell, or whatever it was. Most WWE matches go to that extent. We just don't get the graphic at the bottom. So I think this probably will be a Survivor Series match. I haven't, I feel like if they were going to do Reigns and uh, Big E as the big Raw versus SmackDown champion versus champion thing, We'd have already seen the graphic because it's big and it's interesting and it's something that might actually generate a bit of buzz for the show. The fact that they kept Roman Reigns from that last FS1 show because they didn't give a toss and they were phoning an episode in um, leads me to believe that they probably will just have two title matches instead. It's fine. Like there's precedent for both. You know, nobody's there's no sort of, no police in the Survivor series or anything. You can do what you like. But I I kind of think this probably will go to the Survivor series. I don't think it'll be worthy of a main event. It's not, it's already. Feeling like it'll reduce Big E to being a B level champion, that his title matches can't ever headline shows. We've seen that problem countless times. Mm. Got to be going on last. You've got to be to be deemed a main event. You've got to be in the main event. So I worry for him slightly if it does. But yeah, I kind of think this will go to Survivor Series.
3: It's an odd thing, this, because it doesn't really feel like a proper this could headline a pay per view match, does it? Big E versus Seth Rollins. I mean, who really cares? I, like a lot of people do. I don't. And I think generally, I'm right. So, I don't think people do. <laughs> it just doesn't really have the vibe of a big, proper main event. Mm, however, yeah. however, before we, you know, just dismiss it as something that they could do with Survivor Series, we're forgetting a fundamental tenant of WWE storytelling. That is, can Big E and Seth Rollins <laughs> coexist for the sake of Team Raw ahead of? Uh, the SmackDown program, on which both men were appearing on throughout most of the year, anyway. So, they should, if they're going to feel an affinity to anything, it would be there, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. We'll talk. Well, I mean, it. it's, it's ridiculous. But their thing is, they like to have competing competitors, superstars, attempting to coexist before the big match. So, maybe they could attempt to coexist. And that's why they've situated Rollins as the one contender. So they can do this one and make it make sense in their own stupid way ahead of Survivor Series. And Drew and Roman could do the same on the other channel. Who cares? This company is screwed.
2: We'll talk more about Survivor Series in due course. Yeah. Before that, though, uh, Hamlet, we have to talk about the world championship match tonight. It is Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Is tonight the night that Bianca wins the Raw Women's Championship for you, Hamlet? I mean, it really should
4: be. It really, really should be. Um, Bianca Belair, in order to pay off the faith of the many that defended not just the SummerSlam booking, but then the booking of the Extreme Rules match that followed, which is very good, by the way, um, and gives me some hope that this will be decent. I'm really enjoying watching Becky Lynch's matches in this uh, new heel gimmick, more so than I am the promos. Um, the promos, is ju- it's, it's all very Seth already. Funny sunglasses, funny clothes. Right? That's clown stuff, but the work is... I I already I feel um, happy with the work as a heel, and I was doing towards the end of a run as a babyface in terms of in-ring. Loved the Sasha Banks match on SmackDown. Was loving the Bianca Belair match Extreme Rules. So I've got faith that this could be a night that could make good on uh, everything they've done to Bianca Belair's character. What undermines that, of course, is that we had, what, 25 minutes of a Charlotte Flair-Bianca Belair match that didn't get a finish in the main event of Raw a fortnight ago. So I'd be thick to just assume it. I would very much like it to happen. I think it would be a nice way to round out the Bel Air story. I think it would potentially add a bit of spice to what they're doing with Sasha and Charlotte on SmackDown, that you might get this uh Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks WrestleMania rematch, title versus a title, all that. And I genuinely think the match could be great, but how are we supposed to how am I supposing like with to retain any credibility and say, Yeah, this is gonna be brilliant, it's gonna be twenty five minutes and we're gonna get a finish when we had the actual opposite of that two weeks ago? And
3: bang up for this in a way that isn't remotely earnest because usually you get a match like this and it's not a pay-per-view and you're thinking, right, how are we not going to get a finish and how much am I going to resent it as a result? This is fascinating to me because one, you either are going to get a finish because it's the logical thing to do politically to salvage Bianca Belair's run, which the Bianca, uh, the Becky Lynch turn functionally was meant to get over. So either you're going to get a finish and everything's going to be a nice happy ending for the baby face and you get a finish to a big title match, the quality of which should be very, very good. So that's good. But in this case, a non-finish isn't just a non-finish. A non-finish here, in which Becky Lynch, by hook or by crook, by distraction or whatever, retains the title, leads us one step closer to an absolutely fascinating political Potential bonfire between yeah. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. So <laughs> for the first time ever, I'm going to be genuinely happy if we don't get a finish because I'm fascinated and I'll be glued to the screen watching Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair try and navigate themselves through a match that could legitimately unravel if even if Charlotte Flair like accidentally throws like a, a stiff forearm into Becky Lynch and f- one time just decide not to be like really awkward or unprofessional or pissed off or what. If she just catches her with just an honest mistake of like a pretty stiff forearm shot, the likes of which that we know from pro wrestling shoot interviews or whatever, we know gets a receipt because it's just etiquette. Weird warped wrestling etiquette. And then Becky Lynch decides, right? Okay, bitch, boom, one of the knows <laughs> for your troubles, then. The pre-existing animosity between two performers are going to get a shoot fight in Survivor Series, get in. I'm bang up for this, I'm going to be on the hook because realistically, I mean, I, I really like Bianca Blanch. deserves an actual proper run. And for the sake of her character, I really hope she gets this W tonight. But it'll be so much funnier if they decide, right, just carny this finish and uh, put them two in the ring against each other because Bruce Pritchard will jizz at the thought of we reflect reality <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was going to mention this Ablett, because i would have said you know normally you look and you go right not really you know sasha wants another title shot against charlotte but then shots is there and now shots he's turned bloody heel and she's fighting with sasha so charlotte's kind of free for the next few weeks so it makes sense that she heads in with the blue belt uh, to survive a series so you would think oh we need to a strong baby face who's fought her and then you didn't get a finish in that match. So probably Bianca Belair wins tonight. But as Sid alluded to there, Becky Lynch, as much as it would be heel versus heel, is an intriguing, more intriguing than I anticipated prospect all of a sudden for Survivor Series.
4: Yeah, um, it's that's the that's the other side of all this, isn't it? It's like watching something, not for the spectacle of any kind of story that WWE have tried to tell, but just to watch, just to see where the little digs are, where the little looks are, how much they're able to park... I have no doubt. By the way, that they'd be ultimate professionals. It's as Sidgwick says: it's how something gradually unravels rather than because one of them has gone in there to shoot or something daft like that. But it does add attention that probably otherwise won't be there. I can't see, like, and I, I do, I would genuinely quite like Bianca Belair to win tonight and just kind of wrap this up for now. But if you look at Belair, Lynch, Flair, and Banks, there's not a single combination of those women as captivating for a Survivor Series match as charlotte flair and becky lynch all over again (laughs) because of what we know because of that wretched segment so yeah uh, i guess in that regard it it is potentially win-win but then we'll get that we'll get some screwy finish tonight and then sasha banks will beat charlotte clean and (laughs) take away take away the match anyway
1: hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Well, we are less than three weeks away now from Survivor Series. Sage. So I sense that they've got to start hoying some teams together. We and Hamlet last week looking ahead to Raw were sort of talking about Edge and what's next for him. You feel like he almost has to be a part of the uh, red T-shirt team, despite his allegiances to SmackDown now, considering that just logically you need him on the show one way or another. Do you feel like people like Owens and Balor, who were in that the uh, fatal four-way to, to crown a new number one contender, they're going to be hoied into it as well? Until you told me.
3: It reminded me, because I didn't see reports of the match, that Balor and Owens were on Raw. I, I don't know who's on the brands. I don't know who was on these brands. <laughs> I've got, if you give the names to me and I think about it for a second, right? Okay, yes, yes, they're on the brand. They are perceived internally as stars, or they are, you know, you can imagine who's first on their docket, right? Mm -hmm. None of this comes to mind. I don't fantasy book in this feverish burst of passion who I'd like to see on either side of the ring. Like it's been a full year since the last Survivor series. Which star from Raw, would I really want to see Lock Horns with this star from SmackDown? It's like they're probably on the same brand. It's probably jumped <laughs> at the same time. The Survivor Series is literally the dumbest thing this company does. And think of the ground that covers. They do a draft in October. And then they do a show premised on brand loyalty and warfare the next month.
2: Why can't they do it after Survivor series, Hamlet?
4: I assume it's entirely to do with, uh, what is it, sweeps, week in America or something, season premiere. Whenever they throw terms in like season premiere, I assume it's the machinations of the networks. You know, it's television stuff, it's panic from executives that once again actually take a look for a change on what they've paid all this money for, see that it's rubbish. And this has become a time of year that it suits WWE to do that. If you think about when the Fox deal started, it was right around this time of year. Um, I'm pretty sure there, yeah, it was because they're, um, the raw. Contract kicked off at the same time as well. Remember mm. that bizarre period where it was Vic Joseph, Jerry Lawler, and uh most
0: the a uh, commentary
4: team for Raw, all because it was all brand new. Um, I think that's why. I think they genuinely think this is their shortcut to that, and they don't really care about the State of the Survivor series. There are two or three better times to do a draft than this one, but this is where we're at. It's you know, if the if the company told long-term stories. And stories, not just maybe one every now and then, maybe one a year if you're lucky, then this would cause absolute chaos.
2: But they don't. So it doesn't. I would love Finn Balor to be on Team Red just so he can be like, you know, dedicated, fighting for his cause despite being NXT champion and being on SmackDown for the last few months. <laughs> preposterous. But it feels It's not like- until you
4: mentioned Edge. Edge is this one guy that they always go to about, you know, like, I bleed blue. Uh, I've, I've, I've loved everyone in WWE, but SmackDown's been my home, but he's just moved and he's won. So you're right. It, do, it makes so much sense for Edge to be the captain of Team Raw. But that's one of the few things that he said that has occasionally had a bit of credit. Me and Ray, we go way back here on Friday nights.
3: He was part of so SmackDown yeah. 6. He did loads of great programs on SmackDown. Well, a really long, good one. That overstayed its welcome, but it's WWE against The Undertaker. Like, He is synonymous with SmackDown, his edge. And you know what? Now that I've said that, through the John Cena program that propelled him to the main event forevermore, he's also synonymous with Raw. And the reason being is that they just jump around year to year because it doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) On (laughs) earth could I take any of this seriously?
2: Blue brand, your t-shirts are gonna take me a place I don't wanna go to. (laughs) He's gonna gonna say like, um, I'm I'M IN YOUR HEAD!
4: I I to, when I was on Raw, I used to say to the numbers. I used to say, "Give it to me, I need it," and the numbers came. And then somebody said, "Why?" Live
2: sex, but the numbers came. <laughs> I needed it. Well, speaking of survivors, so. Edge,
4: bless him, bless him. Big comeback. He was gone forever. <laughs> Look, it's of, been that's <laughs> two years. We're written the piss out of him.
2: A couple of uh, other contenders for the uh, for the team on the Red Brand. Or uh, a father and son duo, Michael Hamflit. Um, oh Christ, I can't do this anymore, man. One of whom <laughs> was in the uh the number one contenders match last week, and the other was getting battered by Austin Theory when his dad wasn't at ringside. Do you sense that the uh Mysterio's issues could well continue this week, Hamlet?
4: I'll see that look before Will Born. I know what you're thinking. You're probably innocently there, sat there thinking. Both Mysterios locks for the Survivor Series team locks. Well, I got some news for you. As Paul Hamer would say, this is not a prediction, it's a spoiler. As we have said all along, it would be on tonight's edition. Oh my of God. What's today? The, the 1st of November. <laughs> remember, remember the 1st of November gunpowder treason and Mysterio family plot. Because we always said tonight would be the night that just as they were debating who was going to lead Team Raw, that that would be the moment. That would be the fork in the Mysterio road, Wilborn. Mm-hmm. Sidgwick is so upset about this that he's got his face in his hands right now I get it I get it but he's been listening to us long enough he's known that this was going to be the night Ray's going to say Dominic let me just take this one I've got more experience in Survivor Series and he's going to say you're right dad you're right I'm going to let you be the chairman of Team Raw in fact you get to be a chairman right now get on my shoulders sit on my shoulders <laughs> the electric chairman drops him back first Crowd goes mild. Austin Theory appears, takes a selfie. And Mysterio <laughs> down on the floor. Team Raw is in disarray. And where's Edge? He's already gone. He's already left. That wasn't even my team. But he's Team Raw's <laughs> leader. He's already left for the night. What's Edge going to say? That's going to be in your preview next week. How is Edge going to deal with the Mysterio family fallout? 1st of November. Go back and check your old podcast. We mark this night in the calendar.
2: I'm really sorry, Sig, but uh, literally there was nothing else advertised for all <laughs> <laughs> put, put the podcast short then? No, you need five bullet points. Come on. they've got got In the words of Excalibur, got to give the people right they round. That's what we, he says. Uh,
4: on last week's review, Sidge, because of a character that we are about to speak about soon, me and Wilborn have upgraded, uh, what do you think? I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: <laughs> just to say, before I get there, though, uh, my pitch this week, I don't think necessarily this is the split. But okay. it's it's another it's another development, right? So Edge is captain and he's gone. I'm get the one with the C in the on the red t shirt. And, and Kevin Owens, you got grit, and that's why Van Wagner. So that's why Edge really likes you. And he gets Finn Balor, and he says, oh, I "Like you, too, Finn. You've always been always been raw through and through, as we always know you had your happy <laughs> times on this brand." And he gets some other chump. There's one red T-shirt left. And he walks into the changing room and he goes, hey, Mysterio. And Dom and Ray both turn around and he goes, you <laughs> are on the team. And he throws the T-shirt on them and they both grab it. Well, there's a tug of war for the T-shirt because that's what really shows how much of, a, how much of an issue some <laughs> people have. A tug of war. That's the thing. Uh, anyway. Yes. Not yet because we've got to introduce our new thing, Sage. So I want to talk more about Keith. Berget Lee, who Not much
4: of a cat is he?
2: Who threw through Cedric Alexander all over the place last week? And remember, previously me and Hamflatt Siege would do uh, what's your thing? What's your thing? Oh, I uh, pull a face or whatever, or I, I do this or. Well, now it's changed from that. They've decided far too much, far too much uh, choice. For the superstars they're too bloody thick just like the audience so now we've got this is your thing vince has got a big red
4: book Sidric. he's got a big uh-huh. red book and cool. he's taking it to keith lee and it's just got pictures in
2: he's opened the book it's a bear it's a bubble book uh. <laughs> so michael what's next for keith bear cat lee
3: <laughs> i don't know he's probably gonna do another squash like there's dark Twitter rumors that Karrion Cross is gone. So that's more interesting to talk about. I know he was getting a push.
2: Well, he said, he said he came to Raw so he didn't get lost in the shuffle. When was he last on the show? Nah, he's in the shuffle now, baby. I don't,
3: know, you know, I'm not, I don't think any delight in that, but I just think it's possibly a more interesting talking point than week two of Bearcat, Lee, Bearcat Lee's three week push.
4: A <laughs> he's a bear. He's a bear. But he's going to roll more, because they want more rolls.
2: Yeah, well, the was one a... in his
4: entrance was unbelievable.
2: I know, you know, I suppose it's a bit akin to the long-term storytelling we've seen with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, because Shelton Benjamin looked at <laughs> Lee last week, Hamlet, so maybe, maybe he's next?
4: I think. I can feel a Twitter thread coming on. Um, bear attacks. <laughs> that Karen cross thing, I, I'm, I'm not prepared, I didn't know that. That's That is legitimately interesting. Is that like what's the uh, what's the source?
3: I don't give away my sources. <laughs>
4: we'll Look on, I, I, we'll don't about,
3: I don't care about Bearcat Lee. I'm sorry, they've just done the opposite. They've looked at Keith Lee and they said, Right, what makes him unique and compelling, and then they have said, Right, don't do that. Do that which any large man can do. Make aggressive noises and, like, truck people and do a power move or two and win. It's like, <gasps> we can get Josh Briggs to do that. You know big... what? this
4: isn't work. It's You know this isn't working, though, don't you? Like, you've, we've got Keith Lee as Yogi, but we've not got Adam Cole, boo-boo! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like Adam Cole was going to be attached to this,
2: (laughs) to a bear. i bring him up with the sort of bear handler. I like the fact that there was the the exclusive the other week. Turns out it was Bruce Pritchard who suggested that. Yeah, no, (laughs) Sherlock. (laughs) Of course it was. Who else do you think it was going to be? Him or Vince? Yeah. Well, yeah. Just. uh, I I don't know. I, I I like the idea of. The bear cat returns to is the scene of the crime back at Survivor Series. Everyone was like, Here you go, next, there's your next world champion. You've made him. You don't have to do anything. As long as you don't do any, mess this up, Keith Lee is a made man. And now, poor day. the poor bastard is a bear cat. When's um, the
3: London Retunda shoot interview going to drop?
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's first and foremost in my mind right now. Hopefully, just before he re signs for WWE. I'm desperate for it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, let us know your thoughts on what's next for we'll Big be Keith Beck Lee. And uh, we'll keep you posted when any developments Oh, Wilborn.
3: Did you see Keith Beck Lee. The son of the British Bulldog. <laughs> Ryan, and Raymond Rougeau brothers.
4: <laughs> uh, Mike Bailey signed for Impact, Wilborn. i seen, so... yes. How's how's that gonna play into your next? Who's next for w podcast? I'm, I'm buggered
2: basically. <laughs> I like I the idea.
4: This is where Bray Wyatt slots in.
2: I think Keith, Wyndham is all the oh, You know, like like Dustin Rhodes in in WCW. I think Keith comes out this this week and says, Rawr! and people go, "That's not your bear cat," and he goes, "It's not even my cat." And he <laughs> <they laughs> <like>, <laughs> the British bear cat. <laughs> well let us know your thoughts ahead of it was <laughs> a <real> cat <laughs> <laughs> let us know your thoughts ahead of it tonight on twitter <laughs> at whatculture you what can follow all three of us you can follow michael hamflit at michael hamflit you can follow michael sidgwick at
3: m sidgwick you can also buy my book at whatculture.bigcartel.com
2: and you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. The SmackDown review is available right now and the AW Rampage review is coming later on today as well. And if you subscribe, our Raw review, which will be out tomorrow, where we will also skip something And to review something instead, short, crap, and wrestling related as part of the five-star review review, our Raw review will be in your feed as soon as it is out tomorrow. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods,